This is episode five of You've Been Gilmored with Mary and Blake. That's how you look when you got off a plane? That's how you say hello? You've been stuffed in a glorified tin can for the last seven hours, surrounded by people with consumption, diphtheria, scabies, hummus dip, rabid dogs, drugged up children, attacking your chair and stealing your change. What airline are you flying? You should look drawn and blotchy. You should be singing I Dream to Dream with a bad haircut while selling yourself to a bunch of French dock workers. But instead, you look perfect. Admit it, you've been gooped. I have not been gooped. You're doing yoga in the aisles, wearing cashmere sweatpants while your comfort dog watches Zoolander 2 on his watch. I do blood clot prevention foot pumps, wearing my Yona Shimmel Kanishri baseball cap while toothpaste dries up a zit on my chin. Wow, winded. Haven't done that for a while. Oh, good. <laughs> la, 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 la. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to You've Been Gilmored. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Gilmore Girls on Netflix. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or a pint of ice cream and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm your host, Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I know I am nowhere near as witty as Luke, making up all of those Wi-Fi passwords right on the spot, right away. How is this? How, how does the man do it? How does the man just be amazing like Luke and be witty enough to make fun, to make fun of everybody's Wi-Fi passwords? Love it. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love him. I love the Gilmore Girls, and I'm so happy it's back. You know, this was one of the coolest things because Thanksgiving is great. It's probably one of my favorite holidays. I have several favorite holidays. Yes, it's true. <laughs> but it's it's definitely one of my favorite. And yet this Thanksgiving, there was like this extra little magic in the air. Oh, because a little bit. everyone knew Gilmore Girls was coming up. Even if you didn't watch Gilmore Girls, you knew something big was happening. I don't know if my mom watches Gilmore Girls. But she was like, Mary, I saw the Gilmore Girls on the cover of some magazine and I saved it for you. And it's a lot of a lot of people are watching this show. So I, I, I'm excited. Facebook Gilmore Girls has been trending for now several days. This, of course, being Sunday night. That means that the shows have been out now for three days, three full days, guys. And if you haven't watched all of the episodes, fear not, because this episode we're focusing just on the first episode, Winter. Of course, that episode was like, what, 90 minutes long? It's pretty much the first movie of Gilmore Girls, the season of winter. And that is all we are covering. You are going to be safe. This is like spoiler-free zone. Maybe we'll do a little uh, spoilerage at the very end. Oh, I, think that's I don't what we know. Should do. No, no, no. I don't think so. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm it. I'm not sure if I'm. You know what? Let's take a vote. Anybody in the Facebook room right yeah. now that's watching us live, please take a vote. And if they, if we do talk some spoilerage things for future episodes, uh, if you vote for that, we will. And now we've given you plenty of uh, of uh, warning for those of you who have not watched any other episodes other than Winter. Although I don't know if you are listening to this podcast, that means you are a Gilmore Girls freak, just like me. You're a super freak, super freak. <laughs> and I don't know if you are listening. If you're listening to a podcast, from Gilmore a Girls, of, yeah. I'm sure that you've probably watched all no, four of them, like, like in a row, right at midnight. People have on- lives. Let me tell you, I have several friends who are hardcore Gilmore Girls fans who have not had the time. This is a holiday weekend, okay? Maybe you could just sit around in your pajamas, or you were like us and we stayed up until way too late in the night to watch it. 
But a lot of people are busy. They have family in from out of town. They had prior commitments. Maybe they have little kids who don't sleep, who don't let them watch the Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Shame on them. That's, little children. They, they need to go away. <laughs> no, they need nonetheless, to go away. <laughs> let's, um, so we we are going to be switching gears because we were doing some of the top 10 episodes of Gilmore Girls and then Blake and I both got the flu. Oh yeah, we got really bad. Like literally the flu. Who gets the flu? We did. We got the flu. So we are switching gears and now we're talking about the newer episodes. However, we'll that does not back. mean that does not mean we won't go back. We will go back and do the rest of the episodes as planned uh, that we have laid out in the show notes uh, and that we will lay out again in the show notes for this ep particular episode but since the new episodes have come out we figured you know what screw it let's just talk about it let's have fun with it let's get everybody involved uh in discussing it and that would hopefully bring more uh bring more listener feedback uh, which in, in my eyes is usually the entire reason why i do podcast is to listen to you guys uh and to hear what you have to say about all this stuff uh, but now that we've explained away why we are moving from our top 10, my darling, what do you say we get into the GBG? Yes, please. Let's do it. All right, my darling, why don't you start off? Why me? Well, you want me to start off? I'll do it, because okay. I have to read a lot of comments. It's okay. Okay. All right, so... My good for the GBGs. For those of you who are GBG version virgins, mm -hmm. GBG means you're good, you're bad, and you're great. So this, of course, is just for winter. My good is I smell snow. I heard that and I was like, <laughs> girlfriend, winter is my favorite season. Winter in Stars Hollow is super magical. I mean, even right now, I'm wearing like a cookie cookie maker's dream apron it's it's sparkly it reminds me of snow and it's because i was just making cookies i love winter so you that's know what that actually good. reminded me of what it reminded me of john locke in in lost when what? he was when he was like it's about to rain in five seconds and he counts down so i just just for my just for my sake okay that's that's what I have to play this we have to go back Kate. sorry i have to play that you know my favorite thing when you play uh sounds what you melt them no, I don't. Swear to God, you did it just right now. I did now. not. No, I, I wish didn't. Facebook Live could zoom in on your mouth because as Jack said, we have to go back. That Kate. wasn't Jack. That, oh, actually, that was Jack. Sorry. I know. I know my loss. Oh, my you, God. You mouthed it. It was really precious. So that's my good. Is we have that to go back, Kate. We started in winter. Winter in Stars Hollow is always the most magical, wonderful time. All those different festivals. I wish I lived in Stars Hollow, especially in winter. Mm -hmm. My bad. I had a couple. I had a couple and I might. I know I just had to pick one, and I'll discuss these other ones later in the episode. The most glaring, bad, atrocious thing in this episode for me mm -hmm. was that winter suddenly ended and it became middle of spring. So at the end of this episode, it is winter, like winter, winter, like snow winter. Winter is here, okay? It's it's like Game of Thrones winter. It's coming, okay? It's the beginning. Everyone's pumped for winter. Lorelai ends the phone call mm -hmm. and says, okay, mom, I'll see you on Tuesday for therapy. And the next episode started and other cherry blossoms were already up. People were in short sleeves. It was like spring began. So I don't know where like the rest of winter went, but that winter was way too short for right. me. Uh, so that's my bad. Just the changing of seasons was very awkward because it was like a week. And then the great was having 
Paris and Emily Gilmore back. We knew we were going to have Lorelai and Rory. We knew that. But there are these other two incredibly interesting women who who can really get under your skin and they still did it and yet they were such uh just they were spot on in their characters there were some times where different people you're like uh you're a little shaky right now Mm -hmm. but i felt like paris and emily brought it paris with with being the the person who runs this fertility clinic i had no idea that that was going to be in her future but just how how snarky she was and yet quick and intelligent and and funny and just so paris and then emily Emily. Emily was an amazing, amazing just revisit to this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finally found the maid that she likes. So that I thought was really cool. So that was my great just having Paris and Emily back in full effect. What was your GBG? All right, my good was the self-awareness of the show. The self-awareness knowing that it had been gone for quite some time. The self-awareness that it knew that we were dying to see the two uh, a well, the pair of Lorelai and Rory back mm-hmm. together again, and and it was self aware enough where that we knew and it knew that we just wanted them to just right away because we wanted to get back in the saddle again, and uh, that is, I mean, it worked because I, I played it at the beginning of this at the beginning of the show. I mean, it it was a perfect combination of seeing the characters, drinking the coffee. Having uh, Rory just walk up. There's Lorelai already there. It's 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 ready to snow, and they're going back and forth on, and they're talking about Ben Affleck and and Superman and all that other stuff. Just it's right on the money. The bad, the self awareness. Wait, that was just yeah. your good. I know, but it, th- that's also the bad too, and it's the bad because I don't. I like when shows are self aware, but I don't like when they're overly self aware, uh, and. It was cute when she's like, oh, my God, it's been a long time since we did that, huh? And she's like, how long has it been? And, and Rory says, ah, oh, it's been years. And yes, I know it's cute. Yes, I know it's being self-aware. But it, the, the, the self-awareness went a little overboard when Rory has all the different phones and she's walking through Stars Hollow and she's trying to find the... Um, She's trying to find like signal for her phones yep. and she's walking around town. She's walking into dozies. She's standing up. She's passing the cabbage out. And then she runs into Lane and like Lane, it, it's just all of a sudden like we're, they're showing every character. Here's Kirk and then here's Lane. And then they're just reacquainting you with everything. And there was no, unfortunately, there's no organic way to just sit you back into this world. So I think this was probably the best way that they could do it. But it's still, again, a little too self-aware. There's no way Rory is just... First of all, what really bothered me was you're not going to go into a building to get better signal (laughs) for your cell phone. It's just not going to happen. Now, again, this is Das Hollow. And like Lorelai actually says, it was built in a a Christmas... uh, I'm sorry. In a... uh, uh, In a a bulb. You know, in, in a snow globe. Yes, it's a perfect little town. I get it. But it just felt a little too self-aware okay. uh, for, for my uh, opinion. And my great was at the, be- very, the very, 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 very beginning of the episode. Uh, before we saw anything, you, it was a black screen. And you heard all of the voices, uh, familiar voices from 
uh, uh, Luke and Kirk and Richard and Emily and Lorelai and Rory and Michelle and all of those. See how I pronounced it right that time? Michelle, I was very proud of you. I was waiting. Uh, I know. You hear all those voices and it reminds you of where you have come from as a viewer. It reminds you that, yes, you are here. You're back in Stars Hollow. It's Amy Sherman Palladino saying, this is my Stars Hollow. Not the season seven. Not the not the ending that nobody really likes. You're back in my world again. And you know what? It's not just my world. This is our world together. This is something that we have created together. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's my words, but it's the zeitgeist because you have demanded it to be a zeitgeist. <laughs> And once I heard those things, it was a reminder of why I love Gilmore Girls so much mm-hmm. and why I think the people and everybody that watched it so religiously and just like waited until midnight to watch it, why they watched it. And it was just brilliant. Uh, it was a brilliant choice, albeit a little on the nose, uh, but I still loved it because it got you back into that world again. Mm-hmm. And um, and and getting back to the self awareness, either, you know, I remember when we talked about the pilot. I said the pilot was a near perfect pilot because it just set you into this world of Styles Hollow, and they kind of did that in this episode. I kind of wanted them to do that again with this episode, but you still had to take the town tour, uh, as Lorelai says. You kind of had to go through all of all of the, the town center and yeah. you, you had to see dozies. You had to do all that again. And that's the thing I, I go back and forth on. So my GBJ has been way too long now. It's okay. So I apologize for everybody. Um, but please go right ahead and continue with your coffee cup rating. What do you got? My coffee cup rating is a good old... So we, we do this uh, one out of five, one out of five coffee cups. Mm-hmm. Coffee cups. Co- coffee? Coffee? Coffee cups. Um, <laughs> Have some coffee talk. <laughs> I would give it a 4.5. You know, this is the second episode in a row that I'm going higher than you, and I am damn surprised. Oh, my goodness. I am damn surprised. I would have thought this was going to be a 5 for you. But why is it a 4.5 and not a 5, which I would have bet the house on. Mm. I would have bet my brand new house that you would have, you would have given it a five. Why why are we uh Okay, because Rory's all over the place. I can't tell when she's coming or going, where she is, how does she fly so quickly? That was one of the things that was very inconsistent mm-hmm. with me. Secondly, WTF Rory, stop sleeping around with an engaged man. Okay? Pull yourself together. I'm sorry. I'm upset with you. You should have learned some things. You know what? On the other hand, you're 32. You're grown up. You can do what you want. It's okay. But I was like, really? Really? And you're lying to my mom, your mom? So that's what brought it down half a point. Because I there have been days where I shake my head at Rory Gilmore. And this winter season was one of them. Mm, yep. So... That's why I brought it down. How about you? Why did you rate it, rate it so much higher than me? All right, so I'm giving it a 4.8, which for me is almost a perfect rating. Quite literally, it is almost a perfect rating. That's pretty but, much perfect but in But for me, standards. it is pretty much perfect. Uh, and it almost wasn't there. Uh, and the reason why it is not a five is because, again, you had the self-awareness thing, but it, it, this episode has to do so much. And this is why I suspect... They did 90-minute episodes uh, because you, as the viewer, have to be reintroduced to the world. You have to be plopped back into Stars Hollow. You also have to get familiarity with the characters back again. 
but it also has to tell you that where all of these characters are in the current day and age where wh- how things have changed why michelle is 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 starting to feel the pressure of having to leave the business why suki is now not in the business why uh, richard is not there it has to deal with where rory has gone even though i don't necessarily quite buy where she has gone and what she has done it has to sell you on her, her on her journalism it has to sell you on the fact that she has grown as an adult it also has to sell you on her relationship with logan and why it's there and why it is the way that it is but it also has this huge encumbering weight of setting motion setting into motion the rest of the series and it doesn't necessarily do that in my opinion until about halfway through it spends the first half of the episode just getting you back into the world and then as soon as we find out about the story with Lorelai and Emily and when Emily expected Lorelai to give the story and how things went awry from there and then and then you start getting into the therapy that's when it started to pick up and that's when it started to feel like Gilmore Girls to me because it was done it was done with all the other crap of getting you back into the world it was <coughs> excuse me it was now we can we can move forward with the relationship between the the three generations mm-hmm. of Gilmore Girls that we have already loved and established, and we can now take this into new heights. Mm-hmm. And because it did that, and it did it did it very well, uh, it and it will it gets a four point eight. Okay. Right. So uh, and and so it's almost a perfect episode for me. But uh, my love, you got a best line. Oh my gosh. Um. But yes. Oh. I had the same best line as you. <laughs> did you really? I really did. Okay, well, I will give you the honor then. Okay. I'm sorry. Am I or am I not supposed to have sex with these women? <laughs> of course, said by Luke. He was so flipping confused about surrogacy, and I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved this fun little plot line. Um, it was perfectly awkward and interesting, and I just, I just loved it. He was so precious. So, so precious. All right, let's get into the show. All right, so this episode title is Winter, as you all know. It was written by Amy Sherman Palladino, the showrunner and creator of The Gilmore Girls, and it was directed by Amy Sherman Palladino as well. And if you don't know, she actually directed 15 episodes of Gilmore Girls already. Okay. Big, big episodes. And she actually has also uh, directed some other television shows as well, including Bunheads. Uh, so she hasn't directed a whole ton in terms of other other. Uh, 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 other IPs, but she has directed a ton of Gilmore Girls. And I have to tell you, the direction in this episode, and what I suspect for the rest of the episodes, mm-hmm. it was uh, a, a lot more personal. Uh, it, it, the camera flowed a lot more easily. It didn't feel like how Gilmore Girls was shot. Gilmore Girls it, it, on the CW was, in my opinion, shot in a very basic way. Standstill cameras, you know, panning here and there. But this camera work flowed throughout the episode. It turned with people. It revolved around people. It got up close. It even had even the slightest hint of shaky cam on certain areas. Mm -hmm. And because of that, 
it gave it a little bit more of a production value. More importantly, however, the cinematography of this episode, I don't have the cinematographer in front of me, so for that, I deeply apologize. I could, shame, I, shame. Actually, I could look it up right now, okay. as a matter of fact. <coughs> Excuse me. I did have the flu, so that's why I'm coughing. I apologize. Uh, the cinematography for this episode, however, did change the feel of the episode, in my opinion. Gilmore Girls back in the CW was the coloring and the shot in the shooting and how it looked was, in my opinion, very flat. Meaning it's uh, if you were to take a, a, a picture of a of black and white. OK, on one side was black. On the other side was white. OK, if you were to take the coloring and you were to make it look flat, the black would be more of a dark gray. And the white would be a very light gray. You're getting fancy on me here, Mr. Artsy. I know. Well, just just bear with me while I'm talking about this. Okay. All right. And you know who suffers from this hugely is Marvel. Marvel makes all of their photo, all of their movies look very flat. They all look the same. They take out the vibrant coloring. And I, and I feel- Can we relate this to like an Instagram filter? Uh, I don't know what the Instagram filters. No, but are you, is that what you're kind of talking yes, about? Yes, yes, an Instagram filter. Okay, okay, so pick one that drowns out all the color. Okay, like okay. a Nashville. Sure, okay. Sure. Wh- whatever, I'm going to rely or on Rise. you for that. Rise makes everything look <laughs> yellow. So the CW version of Gilmore Girls was very flat. It was very much like the Rise or Nashville filter in Instagram. Sure, okay. however- in the the new Netflix one, because I I believe uh, production value and the, there's probably a lot more money involved here. They actually used color. Blacks were black, like X Pro, the X Pro yes. filter. Blacks yes. were black, whites were white, and uh, all the colors, the oranges were orange, and the mm-hmm. the browns were brown. You could sense that there was it was prettier to watch. Here. Yes, it was much prettier to watch. You could just say that, Blake. It was prettier to watch. Listen, there are some nerds out there that need this explanation. Okay. I am one of them, and that's that. And I'll just talk about Instagram filters. <laughs> but uh, yes, that was who it was directed by, and uh, that is the deal that it is Winter, directed by Amy Sherman Palladino, the creator of The Gilmore Girls. Awesome. Actually, not the, the uh, just just Gilmore Girls. Let's get that right. I apologize. Please, please. Cut that out. So, my love, uh, as we always do, how are we going to attack this episode? I know I talk about winter being my favorite thing, and I know I talk about Gilmore Girls being like the happiest thing ever, mm-hmm. but this episode, being that it's winter, is about death and things of old and things that are missing, mm-hmm. and how you deal with grief and how you deal with change and missing people, and so I kind of wanted to talk about the the bad things at first, like the, the rough rough things starting off with richard's death big i mean how could we not how could we not talk about the elephant in the room (laughs) and it was basically the size of an elephant in the room that painting that painting oh my word smokes wow wow that's so richard had passed four months prior to this episode taking place Mm -hmm. and i think that you know rory had come in town um and she was there for the funeral and gosh you know, I grief, people handle grief in many different ways. And I think that you could almost take that as like the blanket statement for this season of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Is Rory sleeping with Logan? 
because she's grieving the the loss of honestly the central male figure in her life. I'm just put I'm putting that on the table right away. Mm-hmm. Is that why she is sleeping with Logan, who she knows is in a relationship, who she's keeping it just open ended. Girlfriend can't even find her undies. Okay, <laughs> not once in this entire season. Does Rory find her underwear, the box with her underwear? She has her boxes strewn. Hey, hey, hey time out. What? Time out. Spoilers. She doesn't find her undies. That's not a big spoiler. I'm sorry if I spoiled anything for you all. She doesn't find her undies, okay? That's what you get. You so, know what? As a matter of fact, I'm, I, I actually have to I have to, I have to play it again. I'm sorry, okay? okay? So she now has split her time and her possessions between New York, London, and Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. And she's decided to give up her her place in Brooklyn. I don't know. Is is this happening because this is her way of grieving? Well, uh, we actually have a comment in her. Bonita Elkins Vickery says, I'll tell you that her, uh, she says, this is her speaking. I'll tell you, my husband was really upset with Rory. He expected more from her. He, He had big expectations. And to be honest, I did too. I did too. Now, here's the problem. Are we... Are we just supposing that season seven doesn't exist or are we going on the fact that season seven does exist? Now, if you're a Gilmore Girls nerd, you're probably going to go with the fact that it does. Uh, and because it's there, you watched it, you enjoyed it. It's part of canon. Okay. It, it has to be. Now, is she, I expected more out of her because the way that's the way that she left. She had gotten rid of Logan she had come into her own. She was moving on in her own life with the Obama campaign, although no mention of that at all uh, in in in, uh, in Listen, this episode. Politics was heavy this year. They had to be careful, which is something I'm actually quite happy about. <laughs> Sorry, our cat is attacking Mary, <laughs> our cat Khaleesi. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm glad that there was no mention of politics at all. But getting back to the root of your question, my darling, which is. Is she falling apart because her main father figure in her life, because Christopher, as much as he wanted to be the father, uh, well, in the middle, middle-ish, fifth, sixth seasons, he wanted to be a father type to her, and he did try to pay for all the things. Richard was her father, essentially. And Luke was her father, too. But Richard is the main driving force in her life. Is she screwed up because of Richard? Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely say so. Mm-hmm. That also assumes that Richard has been dead for some time, and only four months. It's Blake, only that four is months. Not some time. I know. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. So, oh, okay. is she screwed up because Richard is is dead? I I don't know. Um, I know I just said yes, but I don't know. Because, but do we call the screwed up? Because I don't know if we. I don't know. I don't know. What? Rory okay. Well, what human. is screwed up? I mean, what is screwed up? Living a gypsy like uh, and not gypsy the mechanic, but gypsy like oh, existence, gypsy. Uh, where you where you go from place to place, and you are Jack Kerouac, and you're taking peyote, even though you're throwing up everywhere. Well, you know what's weird is that Lorelai and Emily talk about grieving. They talk about you know being sad that Richard's gone, and I know that Rory says like this is sad, or it's it's weird that there's grandma but no grandpa mm-hmm. um but aside from that i don't really get to see rory express a lot of grief and so maybe that's how she's doing it i know myself i suck <laughs> I, I do i suck neither of my parents have uh, passed away uh, fortunately for me but all of my grandparents pretty much had passed away before i even got to know them so i've i've never lost someone super close to me and when people around me lose someone 
uh, very close to them. I get incredibly awkward. I say very stupid things. So I felt it with Lorelai. I would have done the same exact thing. I probably would have gotten completely sloshed like she did. Mm-hmm. And you know how Lorelai gets when she gets sloshed. I mean, she we starts singing, I will. <laughs> and we all, we all know I will always love you. If I had the, if I had the sound cue, uh, the queued up here, I would totally play it, but I don't, unfortunately. So, so that's how I kind of wanted to address winter. I mean, winter really is this, this season where things have died and they're kind of retreating and they're protecting themselves. And I think the different characters in this episode, the central characters were either protecting themselves or they honestly were showing that a piece of them had died. So yep. I thought that that was just an interesting uh, way to look at Rory throughout this year is a lot um, of her choices. And we'll come back to in each episode. Could some of these choices be because she is mourning her grandfather and sure. she just doesn't, I mean, gosh, you think about it, like the relationship that those two had mm-hmm. and it grew from, probably I think it was like episode three or three or four. She goes out and learns how to play golf with him. Like it just, (laughs) it grew so beautifully. So um, he was, he was definitely missed. I think with Emily, Mm -hmm. this was some of my most favorite moments of Emily Gilmore ever. Oh, all of Gilmore girls. And that's why she was one of my greats. Um, I loved that she had this ginormous painting of him. <laughs> it was ginormous. And it was done by mistake, okay? Yes. And she admits that. And 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 that to me, and this is one of the beautiful things behind Gilmore Girls is that all of their interactions, uh, and, and I, Susan Castro actually chimes in. She says that Rory seemed unattached in the mm-hmm. beginning, Alexis Bledel. Uh, she seemed unattached and that she was just running her lines and that it didn't feel like uh, there was any emotion and she didn't feel that emotion like she felt with, with Lorelai. Yeah, and she also brought up that she seemed to be lost for a while since she'd only had one major article written in all of those years and not a lengthy list of accomplishments like when she was at Chilton or Yale. Right, right. So what, what I'm getting at is all of these things, despite the fact that she... it, it And I would agree that it seemed like she was just running through them as opposed to speaking them. You know, she, she was... She was uh, yeah. Okay. That's what I. That's what I'm getting at. Despite that, all of the interactions and all of the emotion that you are feeling, especially from Emily, mm-hmm. it felt real. It, it felt like you were you were rooted in in a real um, person who was grieving. When she says, "All right, Lorelai, fine. I screwed it up. What do you want me to do?" I don't want to get rid of it. I love him. It is here. And I have to acknowledge it. One of my favorite quotes, and I didn't want to say this as my favorite quote because it would be a total Debbie Downer, but she said, I've forgotten what side of the bed to sleep on. I was married for 50 years. Half of me is gone. I had a real partner for 50 years, and now he's gone. Right. Uh, you and I have not been married for 50 years. No. And yet I can only imagine how how half of me would feel gone if, if you had left me. And, um, you know, we, we do know some people who sadly have had their partners, uh, pass away sure. and, um, for, but for 50 years, that's 50. I mean, my dad, my dad and my mother, my mother passed away when I was 18, uh, and they had been married for 27 years or so mm-hmm. prior to that. 
Uh, and I I saw how he was, and as much as he doesn't want to admit it, and Dad, if you're watching this somehow, I don't know how Welcome you would Welcome to be. Facebook. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, but if my sisters are watching or they, someone relays this message to him, Dad, I, I swear to God, I love you very much. But in as much as he wouldn't want to admit it, he was deeply affected, infected in such a way that he just couldn't function mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, because my mother was his best friend. My mother was his lover. I mean, my mother was every, it, they built a life, quite literally, they built a life together and then she was just gone mm-hmm. and she was no longer there. And I see the same things of, uh, I remember when my mother passed away, I was obviously, I was, I was in college, but I, I remember coming home and I remember seeing my dad, like, he, he was a ship at sea without uh, a sail. Mm-hmm. He was just going, floating, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It had no real direction. No, it was just a, a, a haze. And that is especially what I got from, from Emily in this episode, right? I mean, yes. that's, that's what you got too? Oh, yeah. I mean... And in her own Emily ways, you know, that we even um, we got to see later on the episode when she was doing that, that cleaning of her closets. Um, if, if something doesn't bring me joy mm-hmm. and nothing was bringing her joy. All of it was going. And it was funny. I mean, it was funny seeing that she read that book and uh, that she was she was enacting it. And she and it's one of those things that you, you try desperately to change things because you have to change your life. You have mm-hmm. to say, get me out of this rut. I need to do something. And I want something to bring me joy. <coughs> right. And nothing is, especially in that house. I mean, how, how could anything bring her joy? She created that home, n- not just, just not just a house, but a home with Richard there. Everything that she does, everything that where everywhere she goes, everything that she wears, it's all Richard. How can she expect to to have anything without him there? And that's why I suspect having that huge picture, even though it was a mistake, and it killed her to admit that, that's why she doesn't mind having it there. Because Richard, and I, I imagine Richard looms over the rest of the series. And, and I credit uh, Amy Sherman Palladino for using Richard's death and uh, Edward Herman's real death mm-hmm. as the unifying... As the, as the real guts of what this new series is about. It's about how this male anchor of this family has passed away and everything just kind of afterwards. It's the winter. It's, you know, there's seasons of your life. I, I went to this really interesting, uh, like, summit of women as we talked about changing through seasons of our lives and we're talking about winter we're talking about grief and we're talking about death and we're talking about um being lost being that lost ship that rory even is that lorelei even is i mean heck she doesn't in a different way she of course got incredibly drunk at the (laughs) the after party for the funeral and the poor thing stayed late because she wanted to be there for her mom right she just wanted to help out yes so she had great intentions until she had too much gin and then (laughs) you know it, it was tough because emily of course wanted to hear these great stories of richard emily should have known better Emily should have realized my daughter isn't even cognizant. Right yeah, but you now. see, that's that, that's the problem, but, though. Emily, Emily 
does know better. And she constantly picks at in needles. And despite the fact of how much she absolutely loves Lorelai, she still needles her constantly. And she, you like you knew she was just itching to get to Lorelai just to see what she would say. Like, if your mother is watching, thank you. Uh, but y- your mother picks on you sometimes, and she just needles you sometimes. I really hope none of our family watches this now. <laughs> she needles you sometimes just because you're Mary, and that's that. And and she 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 wants to elicit a response sometimes. But this is what families do, and this is what I'm saying. This is real, and this is why the Gilmore's girls rocks because. It's so many moments you're like laughing and you're like, I smell snow and they, they're getting parking meters, but nobody's paying it. And Dozie's trying to get serious and oh, la, la, la. And Kirk has a pig. But really, <laughs> they try to tackle some some big time stuff and they throw it back in your face that these people are real adults just like you and I who right. have no effing clue what we're doing with our lives. Like nobody does. And it makes you feel so good because it's like when you go to those blog posts and their whole house looks like it's clean. But really it's not it's not all the craps just behind them behind the camera (laughs) that's what the Gilmore Girls shows you it's like look at like Hakuna Matata okay right like life there are worries in life there are tough things but but Lorelai is able to very frequently still keep a smile on her face and that's why I love this show because she has had a very difficult deck of cards handed to her And and the beauty of it too not only that is we have them arguing in the kitchen and Lorelai says to her, and now we're back in the kitchen where we always argue about everything we always argue about and here you are. And then they go and she starts walking out after Emily's, you know, she's get out and would leave. And then Lorelai turns back and says, full freaking circle. Yep. And at the time I I didn't, I, I got it, but I didn't quite get it. And, and I wanted to get others' take on this. So if you have a take on this, please chime in on Facebook Live. <coughs> but my take on it was Lorelai was leaving the house again in anger and disappointed by Emily. Because if you remember in Dear Emily and Richard, Emily is the one saying, planning out uh, Lorelai's life with Christopher and she's going to do that and you've disappointed me. How could you get pregnant? And she felt so uh, she felt so problematic. She felt so rough about it that she had to leave and she left despite how much uh, Emily loves her. She left because Emily just couldn't get off of her case Mm -hmm. and here we go again. Lorelai is now leaving the house again Back in the merry-go-round. Back in the merry-go-round. Just full freaking circle. Mm -hmm. Once again, everybody uh, was was back in the same boat, right? And and to me, that is, again, it's no coincidence that we're back here. We're talking about Gilmore Girls. And yeah, we went through all the fun stuff in Uber. Like quite very funny. And you got to call Kirk's mom. And your mom calls Kirk. And... (laughs) And he has to like borrow a car yeah. and he had to vent it because it was so smelly. <laughs> and he thought people passed out. It, yeah. <laughs> so you just wanted to be safe. Yes. We're talking about all those things and it's great that the self-awareness is there, but it's no coincidence that the first thing we go to immediately is when the show really starts to take itself, uh, take not take itself seriously, but when it takes off, 
when it gets its own wings and says, I'm here and this is why I'm here. And you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a, a brilliant step forward and it's the, it's a perfect stepping off point. Mm-hmm. A real reason for this, for this kind of show to exist. Because listen, you watched Full House. Fuller House. Fuller House. Blake, Fuller House. Okay. Now, I'm not saying Gilmore Girls is this great deep show. The Leftovers, it is not. Okay? Okay. It's not. And nor should it be. But it is not the remake with DJ Tanner. But it's not Fuller House either. <laughs> no, okay? What what I'm saying is you could kind of put Gilmore Girls and Full House on the same relative level. Okay? Maybe one's a little bit more deep than the other. Maybe one has better writing than the other. But it was it, it was meant to be the same audience. Yes. Am I right? Nostalgia, come to Netflix, you watched this when you used to eat popcorn. Yes. Right. But it had no real reason to exist. Gilmore Girls? No. Fuller House. Oh. It had no real reason to exist other than the fact that this is nostalgic and everybody finally, nobody has a job. John so, Stamos has a job. Well, John Stamos is John Stamos and he was a <laughs> producer on it. So he was going to get the money anyway, but nobody else had a job. So they're like, hey, let's get the band back together. Let's However, just do it. However, Gilmore Girls had a story that it needed to still tell. That's what I'm saying. Yes. There was a purpose for all of this. So here's another thing that... And that's what it worried me because yeah. like getting back into that, like uh, if you're wa- if you ever watched... Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, you know, like... Sadly, I did not, Blake. Okay, terrible film! Uh, or any one of the, the like, even... It kills me to say this. The the second Wall Street movie, Money Never Sleeps. Just not a good film. It was okay, but it had no reason to exist other than the fact that it was a sequel to one of the greatest films ever made in, in Wall Street. And I worried, I desperately worried that I was going to watch Gilmore Girls... And feel like, uh, what am I watching this for? Because here's a good question. Does Gilmore Girls have a reason to exist in this world? We've already decided, yes, that it does. But is it still applicable in this world? It's, again, this show ended in 2006 or Mm 7. So it's seven years later or nine years later, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, nine. See, this is why I don't do quick math live. It's nine years later. Is it's it's almost a decade now. Does it still apply in our world today, with President Elect Trump and and Syria and Fidel Castro dying and all, all these things going on? Does it still apply? And does it work? Does does the quick bickering back and forth work in a world today? Is it just because of nostalgia? Or does it have a real reason? Well, that's it. I think I think they took the Gilmore Girls and they took it to a new level. And a lot of us, this might take like a second or third watching through to get this. But this was each of the Gilmore Girls, Emily, Lorelai, and Rory, were each through this season of winter um, really at a low questioning point. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, this is a good time. I mean, women are really, I mean, we just had like our first female, uh, you know, like nominee, yep. <laughs> not 
president elect but um you know like this is this is a big moment for for women and i think that that's something that the show does and men of course go through a lot of emotions but some of these things were things that only women could go through grieving and having a spouse pass is something that both men and women could go through but uh for emily gilmore she even says you know like my checks or whatever still say like Mrs. Richard Gilmore, mm-hmm. you know, like if, if your identity was so closely united, if the reason you went to the club was just because your husband played golf, you know, if your identity is so linked to your husband, who are you then mm-hmm. after and, and finding yourself? And then Lorelai, of course, was was dealing with, am I supposed to be having babies? Am I supposed to be married right now? Is that what, as a woman, I am supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Is, is, that, is that the life that my partner is expecting right now? And Rory, you know, who everyone had put on a pedestal because she had done so well at Chilton and at Yale, was trying to find herself and what makes her happy. Right. And she hasn't found that yet. And, and that's And okay. she's still struggling. I mean, she's doing things for free. You know, like she's doing but, these things on spec. But but that's it. It's like these were all challenges. So you were just asking, you know, is this is this still okay now? Is is this a show that can still be plausible now? Yes, because this uh, this is they took the Gilmore Girls and the cute little high school banter's and situations that Rory would go through, and now it's all it's instead of Gilmore Girls, it's Gilmore women mm-hmm. and uh, adults. Uh, you know, we we said it in the last episode, adulting that hashtag that goes around. Like uh, adulting is hard. And this is what this episode of Winter taught us. But it also taught us to laugh again. Yes, it certainly did. Thank goodness. So for those of you who are like, oh my God, Mary, you made me so depressed about the Kilmar girls. <laughs> We're going to switch gears. I just had to do it though because it was winter and I think that it was um, really, really poignant. I mean, that seeing Emily off. Gilmore in a Candy's shirt. In jeans. <laughs> Seriously. I need to go get that t-shirt and so I can be her for Halloween this year. Oh that my was God. out of control. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Luke constantly giving different passwords for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> just awesome. Just just snap. And it feels like something I would totally do. You would totally do that, yes. Just to, just to be a dick. <laughs> but I really loved, I loved the fact that Luke's uh, as much as we have talked about evolution and how things have 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 gone forward in the Gilmore Girls world, people have uh, done certain things. But there are certain things that are just the same, which is Kirk. Kirk is just the same. And if you like Kirk, then you got a ton of Kirk. If you didn't like him, then I I wonder why they chose to use so much of him. Um, he is a good comedic foil. I will I will give him yes. that. But Luke and Luke's is the same. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's you have the same signs, you have the same feel, you have the same people. Even though the world has changed, even though that everybody wants Wi-Fi now and everybody has their laptops out, and nobody's talking, and it, you have Luke, and he refuses to give out this mm-hmm. Wi-Fi password because what the hell are you doing here then? Yeah. And, and part of me also assumes that it's, it's, it's a money thing too. Like if you're just sitting there do watching uh, Gilmore girls on Netflix uh, and you're binging in, at, at your seat, you're not buying anything. Number one. And number two, you're taking up a seat where somebody could come and buy something. So we get the hell out, <laughs> which I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And Luke again is just no nonsense. And I, I was almost disappointed to not be reintroduced to Luke in the diner. You were introduced to him. Still in the kitchen. In the kitchen, I agree, but at, at, at Lorelai's house. 
making them a totally carb fest dinner, might I add. <laughs> He's like, I'm not making tater tots. Put those down right that. now. They're organic. <laughs> <laughs> just just great stuff. Are you happy that you were introduced to Luke at the house or would you rather have seen him in, in action? I was happy Luke's? to have him at that home. You know, I have wanted him in that home. I've been wanting all those scenes in the bed just to see them doing. I mean, heck, it's been eight years. Eight years. Nine. 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 2006. It, uh, yeah. Okay, sure. Eight, eight or nine, whatever. Who cares? Sorry. Whatever it is, I'm just happy I saw him at that home. He was very comfortable there, obviously. Paul Anka is very comfortable. I'm so glad Paul Anka's still there. I love Paul Anka. And, and the fact that the dog's name, I know we haven't talked about this yet, but the dog's name is Paul freaking Anka. Like, who names their dog Paul Anka? I mean, I guess it's the same people that name their cat Khaleesi. Hey. <laughs> or name your pig Petals. <laughs> Let's Uber. I mean, as you said, that was just brilliant. Uber. Uber. <laughs> Call my mom and give her give her a rating. And seeing Michelle back in what he in what he uh in what he does and just being plopped into the fact that he's not answering the phones and <laughs> I did miss Sookie. Yeah, and I will say that this show I was gonna add that into the winter section about like missing things, but then I realized I was going down a dark path of doom and I figured we needed a change of gear. But let's Talk about missing Suki. The show has two things from which it really suffers. One, Edward Herman not being there, even though he does loom over the episode, especially and, in that painting. And I imagine, <laughs> and I imagine he will loom, like I said, over the rest of the three episodes to follow. Um, he his presence is certainly sorely missed because he was that good, calming, nice effect of a presence, and it also doesn't have the Suki factor. Having Sookie there is Lorelai's other best friend. Mm -hmm. Like you, she could talk to Sookie about things that she couldn't with Rory. In in as a character, you need that for Lorelai. And they, I, I know that they've prided themselves on being this mother daughter tandem. They're best friends. They go they go out into the world unto themselves, and they they take over the world together. Great. But who's going to talk about Rory? And her stealing a boat and uh, getting arrested and uh, not being able to have the money for Chilton. Who's going to talk to Lorelai about that? Certainly not going to be Emily. Certainly not going to be Mrs. Kim, by the way, who we saw again. Yes, you did. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. It's not going to be Lane, who still looks like she could be 16. You know, I called Amy. Amy is Amy Sherman Palladino, the showrunner. She personal. Oh, you just call her Amy? Yeah, we're on a first name basis. She and I, we're personal friends. And, you know, she actually heard about my bad for the overall season. That Mrs. Kim was missing. Just all of a sudden. You know, she told me, Blake, I get it. Don't worry about it. We got we got this covered. Gonna sprinkle her in. So, Amy, if you're watching, actually, I know you're watching. So, thank you quite very much for taking care of that for me. Good friends, um, Mrs. Kim's back. Uh, you need you need that relationship outside of Rory for Lorelai, because Lorelai has her own issues that she has to deal with, and she's not going to talk to Luke about certain things. She needs that. She needs that 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 sounding off board. That that sounding. And board. as much as we we got to mourn Richard's death and people talked about that. Lorelai talks about missing Sookie and how nobody fills Sookie's, you know, job. No one does it well and she wants to kick, I forget who the Roy Choi. I mean, yes, okay, yes. that's another thing I have a, a slight bit of a problem uh, about with, which is they're bringing in 
certain people to do cameos, which isn't necessarily a huge Gilmore Girls thing. I just, well, I, these might be like Gilmore Girls fans that are. But that's what I'm saying. That's the self-awareness of it all. Like I love it. I love the it. The self-awareness of like, this is a big freaking event. So let's get cameos in here to bring everybody in. Well, and- I'm going to mention every cameo coming up <laughs> from here on out because I disagree. I loved the cameos. And if I was famous, I would have totally petitioned to have a cameo. If it I felt had like any Zoolander, pull- you know, like. Yes. Or. or they, quote, they acted a little Zoolander in this, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. they talked about Zoolander. Or, they, they, they talked about everything. Well, like Anchorman. You know, that's how it kind of felt like. It was Anchorman 2. Everybody wanted to be in Anchorman 2, even though the movie was terrible. Another another uh, IP that exists for no other reason other than the fact that, hey, we really like Anchorman the movie. Let's make a second one, will we? Come on now. You know, like, oh, thank God Gilmore Girls didn't turn into that so far. You know what did make me very happy? What's that? And uh, Susan DeCastro pointed this out on Facebook. Luke printing Rory's uh, New Yorker piece on the back of all of his menus and being so proud. Like Luke, as you said, doesn't change much. Right. And yet he changed all of the menus and he was giddy. <laughs> and Ro- and Lorelai was just ranking on him. for. He's super proud, you know. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Just great. Just a really, I mean, really, really awesome. I, I love Luke. He's so great. He's so good to Lorelai too. Watching all of her trash TV that she loves to watch, you know. So sweet. And he was and he was popping out some um little references, pop culture references himself. So you could tell, like over the eight years, right? He was able to pick up what she was putting down. One <laughs> of the things I could care less about is Naomi Shropshire and her little like stealing habits and drinking and hanging out with Rory. It fun. You know what? It kind of reminds me of like that fun person you met in your late 20s and you're right. like you're so fun Yay. I just want to be around you and, you're a mess but here's but the you're thing fun. I didn't care about the lady I didn't yes. care about the book I didn't care that Rory was writing the book and I also didn't care about Paul the boyfriend or Pete or Ugh. Travis, whatever the heck the heck. Do you realize how long we've gone in this episode without mentioning Peter Paul? <laughs> who who was that again? That like, poor kid. That poor kid. They they like he hey. had breakfast and Rory almost left without him. <laughs> he was in the bathroom. Yeah, and she had to like run back just to make sure. And how nobody knew who he was or what he or I loved the conversations when he was like, "Oh, hey, Luke, I have that wrench that we talked about. Wanted to let you know that I brought it. Oh, and hey, Lorelai, here's that software that you you asked me about." And they're all like, "What? I I I I said that like." <laughs> so sweet, so so sweet. Oh man, just great, really good stuff. And then of course we got to see when when Rory's in England in mm-hmm. London, um, that she and Logan have. A an agreement. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and this isn't anything new for Rory. Yeah, but are we are we okay, are we okay with this? Are we on board with Logan and what Logan represents for for Rory? And you're either in the Logan lovers camp, which a lot of people are, mm-hmm. or you're in the meh, you're Logan camp. And uh, which camp are you in, Blake? You know, I like what Logan does for her. In what way? I like what Logan... Logan, to me, for Rory, Rory, feels like a knight in shining armor. Hmm. She's always... She had Dean. And Dean's a nice guy. He's the nice guy. Yes. And then you had Jess, who was the bad boy. Yes. And he did whatever he felt like doing. And 
you know, they, they get into car accidents and Rory breaks her arm and whatever, you know, like all that stuff. But Logan was the guy that she could tame, but also could rescue her at the same time and sweep her off her feet and give her everything that she wants. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think as a daughter of Lorelai Gilmore, you kind of want. Why? Because Lorelai spent her whole life fighting for everything that she ever had. And the one time she went to her parents was for Rory to get money. Mm -hmm. And that's what obviously created the, the Friday Night Dinners. And that's how we all know Gilmore Girls as it is. However, I think Rory being a smart girl, seeing what her mother had to go through and do everything that she wanted to do. I'm not saying she wanted the sugar daddy. And again, I'm also not saying that she needed somebody to take care of her. <coughs> However, I do think that that does play a part into it. Uh, and of, of course, it's not the end all be all because clearly Rory at the end of season seven just gets rid of, of Logan. Now this is again where we have to we have to come to that understanding. Are we allowing season seven? Oh, of course, or we're are allowing we not? Season oh, we seven. are. Okay, so if we we're are. allowing it, okay, then she gets rid of Logan and she tells him to go jump on the lake. Not, not just to get rid. He had proposed to her. Right. Okay. Right. So here's a guy that really said, "I want to marry you. Mm -hmm. I love you, love you, love you." And Rory said, "No, thank you." And it wasn't even a no, thank you, not right now. Mm -hmm. It was a no, thank you. Like I'm going on my own journey. And uh, here she is, eight years later, having rendezvous with him. But it's right. very open, like as open as could be. Uh, and like they're both, they're, they they both clearly have feelings for each other. Like yeah, he, he he does what he does, and like it's almost in spite of the fact that she told him to to go pound sand that he still really cares about her mm -hmm. and knows that I, I'm probably never going to be able to be with her, but hey, you know, it is what it is. I like her. And she obviously still feels for him. Yes. But they know that they probably can't do anything about it because clearly, I mean, he's seeing other women and she's seeing other guys and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So am I on board with Logan? Uh, it's hard to say right now. Okay. It's hard to say. Because to the understanding that they have, that he's not doing anything wrong, right? Correct. She made she helped make the deal, yes. So can can I fault a guy for doing that? No. I don't think that I can. The argument to be made, however, is that if he really truly loves Rory, mm -hmm. then the other women would stop. Regardless of whatever the circumstances are. But Rory said no. He asked Rory to marry him, and she said no. And she's specifically saying, like, this is open. This isn't committal. Right. She's not saying, I want to be your girlfriend. But is that because he has moved on with his life and is now doing what he's doing, so that gives her license to say that? Or No, I think it's Rory. I think Rory has put her foot down in, oh, I don't want to be your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like Logan has made it clear, like, I, I do, I want to take care of you. I want to do these things. I am not team Logan, by the way. I'm making him sound much better than I think he is. I have never been a fan of Logan because I think if Logan didn't have money, Rory wouldn't have dated him. Oh. If, if Logan still had the personality that he had, because here's why. Well, does Logan, does Logan has the personality because of the money? 
Yes. That's the question. Yes. Uh, so who would Logan be without money? I don't know. Would Logan be a fun frolic in London and taking you out to dinners and getting you a car and having you stay in this posh place whenever you want to stay in London? No. If Logan didn't have that money, no. Right, he and wouldn't. that's why I'm saying he is the knight in shining armor for her. Financially, financially, but emotionally, even emotionally, I I still feel like he is too. He is, but I'm saying I don't think she would be frolicking with him as much if he didn't have all this money. The same thing, like with what he used to do in college. All of those amazing, crazy, like camping trips for rich kids. I freaking hated it because I'm like, I and couldn't afford jumping anything. off cliffs. I and... need to work on the weekends. You rich kids can jump off cliffs with parasols and do all these fun, <laughs> crazy things. So maybe that's why I have a chip on my shoulder about Logan because he is so wealthy. It's it's that, um, gosh, what was that movie with Buffy and uh, Ryan Felipe and they were wicked rich and they cruel like made out intentions. with each other. It was like cruel intentions. You know, my love, what? Th- this is for you. Bam! Just like that. A winner! Bring, bringing up a Cruel Intentions reference Let here. Let me tell you, that's what Logan made me feel like. Logan, I was like, you should be in Cruel Intentions. You should just be one of those rich kids that can sleep around, that can do whatever they want because you're so posh. And look at me, I'm going to get you a car. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, maybe that's why I've never been Team Logan. Okay. It might be that I just have a chip on my shoulder because I think he belongs in Cruel Intentions because he's rich. <laughs> so I don't know how I went off on this tangent, but... Um, well, well, here's another thing too. And, and this is getting off Rory for a minute here um, because I, I, I think... I, I think that the this is a developing opinion, okay? I'm on a developing opinion. I, I think we're on board with Logan so far because... They have yet to define everything that's going on between Logan and Rory. It just is what it is. So that said, what is what it is for Lorelai is, and this is again where I think. What is what for, for, you're talking in too many pronouns again. I know, I know, I know. What triggers the show's real emotion, what triggers the core of the show is the conversation between Emily and Lorelai. This is what it. This is the what it is. The kitchen conversation. The, the kitchen conversation, where Emily says, "You just, you know, Lorelai comes in. She only cares about herself. She bowls everybody over. And if you happen to agree with her, great. And if you don't, you don't. But God forbid that you don't." Mm-hmm. And she makes Lorelai question her very existence as Lorelai Gilmore. She even says, "I wonder if Luke knew what he was getting into with you." Right. So she throws in. Her relationship. Right. Which is inadequate in Emily's eyes. Right. And here's the question. Is Emily wrong? Is Emily wrong in her assumption about Lorelai? Because did Lorelai define everything that goes on between Luke and Lorelai? Does Lorelai control their... They moved into her house. They they didn't get married. They, they, They... they planned out their life the way that they planned out their life. And he Luke just seems like a guy who kind of goes along to get along. Now, is that as a result of Luke or is that as a, as a result of Lorelai? And and this is what Emily does. This is this is the real question, the real the real this is the real meat of the show uh, of the new series. What is Lorelai doing? And what is she planning on doing? You have this big back and forth, I think, for the entire episode of 
things getting bigger and better or are they retracting are they getting smaller and worse you know everything is pushing everything everything is pushing towards Michelle's going to leave. I need to I need to make the business bigger. Sookie's gone. Sookie's gone because she needs to go off and do a potato farm with whatever the guy's name is. And do we need a kid because I want to have a kid and we need to make our family bigger. Uh do we need a to A fresh kid is that Yeah. <laughs> a fresh kid. That's how I refer to one. Right. Want to get a fresh one? So y- you have all of this give and take of uh, and and yeah, you have Rory going coming back to Stars Hollow and 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 uh and she's gone off and done the bigger and better things but she's kind of reverting back to Stars Hollow and being where she is she's reverting back to Logan. And all of this stems from what is Lorelai doing with her life? Is she just kind of there? Is she plowing everybody over? Is she is she doing what her mother says she's doing? And now I'm asking you this question right here, my love. Do you think that's what Lorelai Gilmore does? Um, I, I mean, it could. I mean, I, no, no, you don't think so? No, I think other people go along with her or they don't go along with her. Mm-hmm. But Lorelai is a strong woman, and um, it's okay if people are different. I mean, heck, you look at Suki. Suki's completely different, and uh, she's gone in a different direction, and Lorelai misses that and is okay with that. I don't think that she bulldozes Luke. I think Luke is just an incredibly uh, easygoing and loving man who mm-hmm. who loves her. Um, but, you know, you, you ask this deep question, and I I don't know. I don't know. Lorelai's, Lorelai's just constantly in flux. I think I saw more of this episode more through Emily's eyes. Yeah, it's hard not to. It's it's hard not to. Yeah, because I, because you do have that lo- again that looming effect of Richard passing away, and and then we have, and then you have the therapy session started, uh, and and how she she tricked Lorelai into doing it. Yeah, and the the therapy is is perfect, uh, and even though not much is said and not much is. Done. Don't we all wish we could all just go to therapy with our families? Oh my goodness! I do. Oh my god! Because I'm a believer in talking. I'm a big believer in talking, and it gets me into a heck of a lot of trouble. Oh my goodness! I don't think. <laughs> oh boy! If anyone wants to go to therapy with me, you are more than welcome to. If you hear this episode, I don't. I don't think you call me up <laughs> when you need me. <laughs> Uh, I don't think therapy with my family would be a good thing. The only way it, therapy with my family would be a good thing is if this played in the background the entire time. If you're out on the road, lonely and so cold. Carol King made an appearance. She did. She did. You want to know who else made an appearance twice? What? Gypsy. Gypsy made an appearance twice. twice. Because Gypsy is Emily's maid. Emily, who finally found someone. Well, Gypsy's not Emily's maid. Yes, she is. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She is. The actress who plays Gypsy is also the actress <laughs> who played the maid. Wow, did not see that coming. That's okay. A lot of people didn't. But you can look at the pictures and it's her. I guess she auditioned for it and just like on a whim. 
Wow. And she was hysterical and amazing. And they were like, sure, no one's going to recognize you. <laughs> Blake Larson sure didn't get to recognize you. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess that's kind of where I want to end things with winter. It was a great start. The therapy, as you said, was a great way to kick things off. This is a huge episode. This, this whole season, it's really about... Um, Emily and Lorelai mm-hmm. and uh, these different seasons of life. Emily has lost the the male figure in her life, the the love of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorelai's trying to figure out is this love enough? Mm-hmm. Is is my love with Luke enough? Is it is it it? And Rory is is like well, the black eyed well, piece said, I, where is the love? I, I wonder if if Lorelai is thinking, is my love with Luke enough? Or is Am I doing? Am I enough for Luke? Yes, that's I think I mean. that's what it is. because yeah. those those are different things. Is my love for Luke enough, or am I enough for Luke? Is yeah. Luke just doing what I feel like doing? Uh, what I feel like he should be doing. I think uh, I think that's what's happening. And I, I yeah, uh, my love. Are you ready to? Uh, are you ready to close out the show, or do we have some other things to get to here? Um, oh, we have some voicemail, don't we? Uh, yes, we do, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's get into some of the listener feedback. Okay. All right, so we got some. We got a voicemail here from Denise. Denise! Denise chimes in. Denise, uh, why don't you take it away, girlfriend? Hey, Mary and Blake, it's Denise. Um, at Mary's request, I try to throw something together. I have to watch that again, so here it goes. Hey, Mary and Blake, it's Denise. I just wanted to chime in on uh, the winter uh, episode. After binging all seven seasons of Gilmore Girls and had never seen it before, I couldn't wait for the new episodes to come a year in a life. So I did watch them, and let's see, in winter... Uh, my good is just being back in the Stars Hollow, all the characters that are back. Um, I love Kirk with his uber <laughs> and then Taylor and his uh, obsessiveness with all of his things in the town, and now he's all over the sewer system. So it's kind of good to see all of them back. Uh, my bad is that there was no Suki yet, and there's no opening theme. We need to sing the song with them every time. It just kind of makes it start off just right. And the great for me was Emily and Paris. Everybody, I saw a lot of comments about Emily, but everybody forgot about Paris in this episode. And I thought, I thought she was just fantastic, classic Paris stuff. So, um, for this episode, I'm going to say four cups. I was actually wavering on going a little bit lower, but, or, I'm going to stick with four cups of coffee right now. And, um, I have two good lines. And the one was um, when they were talking about Richard's portrait and Lorelai's sitting there and she says, Wizard, you shall not pass. <laughs> so kind of a Harry Potter reference there. And then um, Emily told Lorelai at the funeral that she was surprised you didn't have a pizza ordered and delivered during the Ave Maria. <laughs> and that was just a classic Emily. So I'm looking forward to spring and hearing what you guys have to say about winter. And... Um, can't wait to hear the podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Denise, even though it was a Lord of the Rings reference, I'm still going to play this for you. Oh, oh wait. No, I, my, my sound is down. Oh, oh no. no. Here it is. You're a wizard, Harry. Why I, are you playing that one? Because she thought it was a Harry Potter, Potter oh, reference. Oh, oh. Okay, see, now I'm listening. See, I got you. Okay, I, I got you. I, so- I got you. Oh, I, I, wait. Before we move on, are we, are we, are we buying Paris as 
a woman who does the uh, surrogacy stuff. Yes. Really? Yes. I see. I, I expected a, I, a, a totally. It's it's a little convenient for the plot. I get it because it, it brings Paris in as in an organic way. Oh my gosh! But Paris getting a divorce, two kids. Yes. Now that is something. Doyle. And I I, I, <gasps> I refuse to let Doyle and Paris be apart from each other. I refuse to let that happen. Although her explanation of how he was wearing band, uh, t-shirts of bands he's never heard of before. Yes, loved. And <laughs> I thought that was great. But this was like, what, the only divorced couple in the show? And once again, we're talking about adulting. Right. Real adulting, guys. Lane and the other guy with, at, with the twins. Look at Rory. Yeah. Rory hasn't even... Rory's sleeping with another engaged man. Right. Doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't even have health insurance, anything like this. Has nothing. Nothing. And hit Paris is a millionaire now <laughs> with the surrogacy business, who apparently does a really good job and has NPH as a as a client and Brad and Angelina too. So okay. I guess you know, hey, it is it is what it is. Olivia uh, Price wrote in on Facebook saying that her good was Luke and Lorelai. Their chemistry is still so great, and Luke has the same amount of charm and sarcasm. Also, Taylor is still great. Olivia's bad was hands down Rory. Not a fan of the acting or her character right now, but Olivia's great. The scene with Lorelai and Emily in Emily's house when she is decluttering. Emily has hysterically is hysterically funny, but also has a very heartwarming scene. Yeah. We got a glimpse into their relationship possibly improving. Celine Grazes here says uh, uh, her GBG is the good was Luke and Lorelai, of course. The bad was Rory's forgettable boyfriend, Paul, and the great was Paris. I like I said I've never been a huge Paris guy, but but I get it. Uh and 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 the next one is Carol Elizabeth says four and a half cups and that will probably be the lowest that she'll go because she loved every single episode. Nice. The good was the initial scene of them back together and Uber and the Wi-Fi password at Luke's and bad was probably the explanation of Suki's absence. I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna co-sign yeah. on that one too. Yes. I'll co-sign on that. And then the great was the favorite memory scene. It couldn't have happened any other way. And then seeing all the characters from Stars Hollow again. Rebecca Ann t- uh, wrote in on Facebook. She said that her good was how many of the cast have reprised their roles and how they've done an amazing job recreating Stars Hollow. The bad was the plot and the dialogue felt a bit forced. And the great was Emily. Just. But- Emily. <laughs> Bethany Hashaway says, uh, I'll give it uh, a four cups because of Lorelai and her mom not talking and Rory being here and there, of course. Laura Volpe Roach says, My bad is how Rory seems to only have one writing accomplishment in 10 years. I, I, you know, there's a lot of Rory hate in this episode, uh, and I get it. I, I really do. And uh, and it's some of it has to do with the acting. I think some of it has to do with how you're relating to the character. Uh, but Again, it's it's hard to look past the fact that they they have chosen to have Rory be this kind of gypsy-like existence with nothing to really show for it. How is that hard to believe? I'm not saying it's hard to believe. I'm saying that that's the way that it's written. Oh. So it's hard to it's hard to like her because of it. Okay, it's real life. Look at all those 30-somethings, you know, that we'll see in a little bit. Um, Julie, uh, let me say, yes, Julie... Chapman, that's what I'm, t- I'm doing. It. <laughs> I just have Julie on my phone. Is Julie? Julie texted me her GBGs. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Appreciate that. Thank you, that. Julie. Uh, she said it's great that it's back. I loved the banter and just catching up with all the characters. I loved Luke at the house with the girls in the kitchen. While it was really sad, 
I loved the flashback to Richard's funeral. It was essential to address, and they did it perfectly. I also loved seeing Paris. Uh, as much as I love Logan, I was disappointed that they're having an affair. I'm mm-hmm. generally not a fan of worries, and this was just stupid. She has already been down this path with Dean in like season four. Mm-hmm. I know this is my issue with her. Everyone in her life acts like she's the most amazing person in the world, and that she's kind of blah and nothing special is my opinion <laughs> so uh that is what julie weighed in susan DeCastro gives kirk five cups of coffee <laughs> caitlin sullivan chimes in she says i can say that when i finished winter the first time of course before watching the others that she was exhausted in the best way possible from the most amazing emotional roller coaster and she thinks that she'll go with 4.9 cups that's a caitlin the girl after my own heart with the points thank you very much i appreciate that the actress seemed to have a bumpy ride getting back into their roles especially alexis and i truly hate to say that but she also felt that the fighting was a bit intense they are back however and she loved all of it all right it's time for some trivia all right let's do it so we all know if you guys have been uh, wa- uh listening listening to uh you've been gilmore and watching you've been gilmore that we do some trivia at the end of the yes, episode and yes there is indeed some trivia uh to be had even in this first episode of winter that of course is the new sign that is adjacent to luke's old sign no cell phones uh, at the diner it reads no and then also following that it says texting while ordering <laughs> no man buns love that no taking pictures of food and no headphones and if I can hear your music through your headphones why are you wearing headphones that is what the sign says at Luke's Diner which I think I want that sign too for my donut shop I'm not okay. gonna lie you should Rory takes Paul into the kitchen at Lorelai's home and he replies I will follow. This reference, of course, is to the TV show's theme lyrics, which weren't played. No, they're not played. See, I'm not buying that one either. I really feel like they should be played. Uh, I thought it was a Netflix thing because you know how sometimes Netflix like doesn't show you the intro. It's not. I purposely rewound to the very beginning, right. and it wasn't there. You know what? You know what? We're, we're, this, this is it. If you're I'm just gonna play it all, all under this. I'm gonna Why? play it under because you know what? I feel like it has to be played. Except there's words under it, so, so now it's going to be difficult to yeah, understand. I'm going to put it low. Okay. See, there you go. Lorelai mentions the famous Twin Peaks line wrapped in plastic at Luke's Diner when referring to the menu with her article on the back. Ray Wise, who played Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks, appears in this episode as Jack. That's right. And it's also revealed that Paris is divorcing her husband, Doyle, as we all know, her love interest from the original series. It turns out that Doyle has gone on to become a successful Hollywood screenwriter. Doyle, however, was played by Danny Strong, the real guy, Danny Strong, who in the real world actually ended up being a very successful Hollywood screenwriter. I had no idea. So that is the end of our trivia. There you go. I make up words every time. (laughs) So, uh, my love, uh, what, what are your final thoughts for winter? Now the winter has arrived. Winter has come. Winter has come. So uh, what do you got for winter? What final thoughts? <sighs> I just think snow is magical. It made me want to move to Stars Hollow. Oh, yeah. It, it made me want to go on my own little pilgrimage of finding Stars Hollow for real. Well, actually, we did, in fact, go on a pilgrimage. A, to, a Rhode Island pilgrimage. To, to the Rhode Island version of Stars Hollow, which is westerly. westerly. Uh, so... Um, 
yeah, that's really, I mean, my final thoughts are I'm excited to talk about the next three episodes. Um, I think they did a darn good job recreating Stars Hollow. I wish that they just like put it in Connecticut so I could go visit it. Hint, hint. <laughs> Anybody. Netflix. Netflix, if you're watching, I know you are, of course. Good friends. How about you? Uh, my final thought is I really liked how the show began. I liked uh, it's. I liked where it was in the middle, and I really liked how it ended. I think that it is a great footing for uh, the remainder of the series, and it's a good jumping-off point to which the next episode, which will be spring, of course. Uh, and I think I think we're in good hands. Uh, it, it, it gave us a feel that we were familiar, but it also gave us a feel that something was new and that we were watching something that was worth our time. Uh, so now I'm interested to see, now that they have separated themselves, now that they have made themselves unique from all of the other crappy, nostalgic schlock. Watch your mouth. I said schlock. Uh, from all the schlock that has come out, now where do they go? How do they, how do they build on that? Um, so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, uh, it, and the 4.8 is there, but just because we're back and just because it's Gilmore Girls, it's not going to stay there. Okay. It's got, it, it's, it's, it's put itself in a good position. Now we have to build on that and, uh, it has to keep earning, has All to right. keep earning those good graces. You ready to close out the show? We are. All right, let's do it. were able to tune in on Facebook Live and for those of you who want to tune in for it next time you can head on over to facebook.com slash Mary and Blake and we will let you know ahead of time when we're going to be having these live casts but of course the next episode we're talking about is spring. That's right. So freshen up on your spring. Rewatch <laughs> it. Send us ahead of time a tweet maybe or shoot us a message on the Facebook page with your GPG. Or you can uh, check us out on maryandblake.co where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our blogs, and everything that is there. This episode will be there. So if you do have a comment for us on the on this, on this the website, you can leave it there. We will find it, read it, and give it to you probably on the next episode. Uh, and if you want to leave a voicemail just like Denise did, just please uh, uh, use the number 503-454-6730 and your voice will be included with all the other voices that you've uh, either heard or seen or whatever whatever we've done here. It will be included there as well. Uh, I think that's it. That's all I got, kiddo. That is. Until next time, ladies and gents, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to You've Been Gilmore. you